Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 17. We are here, I mean, 17 episodes deep, four months deep. I haven't gotten my haircut all season, and as you can see, it's gotten pretty damn long. Uh, the season's dragging on, just like my hair. But we got some exciting twists at the end of the episode. We have a final coming up, as teased in the trailer. And we missed all of you because we did not record last week due to Thanksgiving. You know, I spent some time with the family, friends, but we're glad to be back with you because we are thankful for you, the listeners. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Canadian, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. And the Southern, Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? How do you guys feel about the episode? The episode was 90 minutes. <laughs> it was on MTV. And the only thing that salvaged it was the last two minutes of it. It wasn't horrible, but not much happened. It was long. <laughs> it felt much longer than it really was. Um, that's what I'm going to say about it. I liked Amanda's look. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. The episode felt like uh, when you downloaded something in the early 2000s and it would take forever to download. And it'd be like, you get a one, two minute video out of the whole download. And that was, that was this episode. We got 80, eight minutes of like nothing and just waiting and dragging and dragging. And then the last two minutes, like, damn, I got to open up this file. I'm going to download it next week because they really kept us on the hook with the twist we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. But yeah, these last two weeks have been very straightforward and it just... We thought two weeks ago we'd be get a double elimination, and man, we really needed one because these last two weeks have been subpar and have really hurt the season as a whole. Bring on the final. It's it's time. Yeah, this is so long. It's definitely like the challenge, the underscore challenge, underscore spies, underscore lies, underscore and underscore allies. And it's going to take about eight days to download in my brain. The competitors are definitely tired as well because they just want the final to come. So one, they have a chance at the money, but two, because it's been going forever. And just think about it. Like they had a quarantine before the season and after filming for a week, they had a second quarantine where they couldn't film at all. So these people have been there forever at this point. Absolutely wild. And you have to, you have to imagine in their heads, they're like, Oh, the final's coming. We're in teams that aren't that big. When's it coming? And at this point, the beginning of the episode, it's nowhere in sight. It feels like, like for us, it feels like it's never going to end, but there's an end in sight for us because we're like, okay, this has to be, there's a certain number of episodes. This is fine. But for them, they, they had to be quarantined with like stinky Devin for who knows how long. And then yeah. to, they're in that house all the time and you know i think that's why i really enjoy it when they like go out to their like fake club and like fake restaurants because i'm like oh they finally get to get out of there yeah ct and amanda who have kids at home they have not seen them in forever imagine how much they've grown in that time we're talking about literal inches here uh <laughs> and they count for some yeah and uh that we're gonna move on into the the house drama house life portion of the episode and that transitioned us to, we see CT getting a call at home. We see his uh, wife, Lily, and his son, CJ. And he talks about, like, hey, you want me to come home right now? And they're like, well, yeah, of course, we miss you. 
But he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta win some ice cream money because I'm CT and I've never won two championships in a row. Which CT's just making up accomplishments for himself now. Listen, you can call me wishy washy. You can call me whatever. I actually like this moment, and it's not because of Lillianette. Just not. But I feel like CT's son is one of the challenge kids we are not overexposed to. Not that I'm mad. I love, like, the Riders and the Ivanis and all that. But I can't remember the last time I saw CJ. He's grown up. He's, like, a kid. He's not a baby anymore. So that was really cool. And I liked where he was like, Daddy, where are you? And he's like, I'm in a secret location taking care of bad guys. Because he is. And I liked it. I thought it was super cute. And I liked the, like, throwback to, like, oh, I'm going to get some ice cream money. Because I think it was an invasion when he, like, first had a son. Where he's like, yeah, I got to get money for ice cream for him. And they were just, it was so adorable. The first part of the call, I was like, okay, it's just him and his wife talking. Cool, you guys miss each other. And then he's like, you know, how's, how's CJ? And CJ comes over and I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What type of ice cream do you think CT gets? Do you think he, he's getting Ben and Jerry's, haagen Is he getting the keto ice cream? Or is he just like a dryer's classic type guy? He's getting ice cream that can stay in the freezer for a long time without getting freezer burned because he's away from his son for long periods of times. Uh, so whatever that is. I, I think I think he gets Halo Top. Ooh, yeah. I love that stuff. I Actually, I got I to gotta keep that away from me because I just I go through it too fast. It's just you see the stuff it's like, oh, only this amount of carbs and you just it's, just, it's gone immediately. Uh <laughs> After that, we see a scene with Tori and Emmanuel on a blanket talking about what they would do if they won this season. Emmanuel gives stories like, I would pay all my mom's debts and I would bring her back to Romania with me and then I would go to Los Angeles and I'd be a dancer. And Tori goes, I know a guy that looks just like you in Los Angeles. <laughs> Honestly, like I feel like when people say they want to move to L.A. to like live out their dream, it's very obscure and probably not going to happen. But... Emmanuel could probably go to LA and dance and just work his ass off and make it. And also, I didn't realize he got second on a Survivor season. That's impressive to me. No, no, he got second on a season. And do do you know how many days he was on the island? No. 129 days. It might be more than that, but he was on there for 100 something days. He only had one vote against him the entire time. And then he lost the final vote to some someone. Um <laughs> That's impressive. Um, I, I want to address a few things in this this particular scene. One, why is Emmanuel laying the way that he is, double-cheeked up on a on a Wednesday, <laughs> wearing a purple towel, it seemed like? The outfit was made entirely of terry cloth. It's very confusing. Um, I also think he could make it as, like, a backup dancer. Like, J- didn't J-Lo, like, date one of her backup dancers? We had Casper who was already on the challenge could be a thing that happens. I don't know. Adele's going on tour in Vegas. He could be her backup dancer. There's that whole thing where like she needs backup dance. Yeah. For what? <laughs> to dance to what? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I want to know what songs you think Adele has that require backup dancers. It's a Twitter trend, but I'm getting off topic. That's my fault. We're Megan Thee Stallion. Heck yes. Um, but also, everybody is sort of getting this, like, winner's edit this episode. Felt very Survivor-like. Where they they like, need all- to. Yeah. yeah. 
because they'd have they have nothing else to put in the episode. So like, let's build up these people as potential winners. But the funniest part of this is that at one point, even Nelson just says, well, if CT goes to the final, he's winning. And everyone is just like playing pool and CT just laying in bed, literally sleeping to victory, which is just, and that's where it feels like the game's going. Uh, Cause DT, I mean, he's a killer, uh, but we got to talk about the whole Tori Emmanuel stuff. Cause as we did mention, Tori, she acknowledges the fact that her and Jordan has split up and she is, you know, it's been a wild year for her. A couple bad losses where like the challenge has become such a big part of her life and she hasn't been succeeding in it. And she wants to become a champion and so on and so forth. But eh, y'all, <laughs> I can't make up my mind. I don't like Tori, decidedly so. But why am I kind of liking her recently? Like I said, maybe it was two weeks ago. I like the Tori that can just be honest about like her goofs, not to throw the word goof out there, but yes, I was engaged to Jordan. I thought I was in a different headspace. I thought completely different, but I want to win. Loved it. And honestly, I've said it before, as much as I dislike the girl, she should have been on the winning team for World of War II. Like it made no sense to purge her last minute. I wouldn't hate if she won. She's not my top pick or top two. She might be third for the women. Oh, that's... I don't know. Forgive me, God. Uh, I'm sin, but thank you so much for that. (laughs) I I think I don't hate Tori as much when she doesn't have like a sidekick. So like when she has Anissa around, I find her incredibly irritating. And I find that to be a big issue with a lot of people on the challenge. Like when people have like a significant other there with them or something, they're just, they don't really act the same. Like I found Jenna far more entertaining when Zach wasn't there. You know, that's, that's how I feel about that. I'd also like to know one thing, just like to go back for a second with the CT thing. He talks about how he wants to get his second win in a row. I thought he was going to say he was retiring because the way he built that up, I was like, Oh, I don't think this is true. And as we, as we all know, CT is not retiring. There's nowhere that will pay him as much as the challenge. And it's just, I can't blame the man. He's just picking up them checks. You know, what happens if CT doesn't come on the show? Does he become an Adele backup dancer? Is that the next step for him? <laughs> Does he just sit in his hefty appearance fee money? Probably. Yeah. Go to culinary school, make ice cream. Turn the ice cream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's our house life portion of the episode. Uh, we're going to move into the daily challenge right now. Switching into the daily challenge portion, and we had a heights over water challenge. Teams competed in a challenge where they would have to run across uh, a beam with some obstacles in it. And as they're doing it, their opponents are throwing giant sockum bopper sized bombs at them, trying to knock them over uh, and hit them into the water. Uh, once players get across the beam, they then grab a detonator and then try to take that detonator across the beam backwards. And if you drop the detonator on your way down, then your team loses on, oppor- on, an, on an opportunity to score a point. There are 10 total detonators, and the team who grabs the most amount of detonators in the fastest amount of time wins the daily challenge. The first team we saw to go was Sapphire with CT, Emmy, and Kyle. CT just sprints across the beam like it's nothing because he is like 
yeah, I'm gigantic. Even if you throw one of these balls at me, I'm going to catch it because I'm stronger and bigger than it. I've got great balance. I have no fear. And yeah, I'm CT. He kills it. Uh, Kyle goes right after, and it makes you really impressed by how well CT was doing because he can he can't even get across the beam. He's dropping the detonator. Emmy goes. She's terrified, struggling like crazy. <laughs> what do you guys think of this challenge? Two things. When they first got there, I I don't know. I got like flashbacks to like old challenge, not old old, but like mid level challenges. And I was like, this is really nice. This is going to be a good daily. And then we started throwing out the terminology of the handler. All right, agents. Sapphire Cell, get up there. And I know the criticism is rampant on Twitter, so I'm not the first person to say this. But stop using these stupid-ass terms that have no value on the game. They devalue the game because it's so cheesy. We know they're not secret agents. We know that TJ is not a handler. He can bear – well, I shouldn't say that. Like, stop. Just say they're the blue team. All right, blue team, you're up. But when the blue team goes up, CT kills it. If ever, which they've already said in this episode, they should think to get rid of CT. It's now if they get the chance. He blows it out of the water. Kyle sucks. Emmy just smiles and kind of like swoons over Uncle CT, which I'm so tired of hearing. Uh, but CT still got it. I was so impressed to even see him like grab onto the bombs as like leverage to make it to the other side and not fall off. I really I liked this daily. I felt like it went on forever, but I definitely got old school challenge vibes from it. I did think first shot, I was like, this is trivia. We're finally at the trivia episode, but we're never ever going to get it. Just yeah. never never gonna get it. Um never. but TJ did laugh enough that it was like if you were watching on mute, you could probably think, oh this is trivia. Yeah TJ Lavin just like his entire search history just people getting knocked into water off of stuff. That that's what he just he watches all day. Um, <laughs> you guys want to know who wants ridiculousness on TV? It's TJ Lavin. That is his style show where he will cackle and laugh and go, that's some good stuff. We're blaming him now. <laughs> yeah. It's just He's just getting off scot-free, I think not. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a challenge very similar to this on Rivals 2 uh, where players had to run across as people swung at them, except they were in giant like frog-type stuff. Uh, I, I forget what, what they're called, but... Yeah, and I, I do agree with Luke. I don't like when they throw in the handler, the spy terms. Um, it's very corny, and to me, there are two solutions. Just call it what it is. You don't need names to you know, gimmick it up. Or you go more all in on the gimmick. And I think I think they could actually be more spy-like. Well, like make all the players wear like James Bond-esque suits to elimination. Make the girls wear cocktail dresses. Go more higher on the production value. Like... Stuff where it's like more espionage and actually make it a spy themed season rather than half acid. I see the vision actually. I was not with you at first, but yeah, imagine them like walking down those steps dressed to the nines. Imagine them. I've got nothing else, but imagine it'd be pretty good. I think I would prefer that. And like, how come they haven't had to do any like spy roles into things? Like, they should have had like. The, the sock and bopper things, the bombs, they should have had them actually like explode some sort of something on them. They could have had a daily challenge where they had like the laser wires and you had to like 
go through them and stuff like that and actually like retrieve a diamond and yeah my thing is like in life if you don't go all in then you then you're just leaving so much on the table right now what the challenge is doing with these themes is they're putting on a clown wig and a nose and being like look i'm a clown and we're like we know you're a clown you're just a bad clown we want someone to come decked in their whole crusty the clown attire looking real good with their makeup real good with their fit it's terrifying why did you have to bring clowns into it could have been anything else you don't i mean do you want a half-rate clown or do you want a good clown i don't I want, want a good clown i want pennywise so Ooh, okay he took this to a whole nother level okay. <laughs> i'm signing off <laughs> but no i so get the vision like Whatever the theme for next season is, which hopefully there isn't one, please. But if there is one, commit. Commit to it. Because having the explosions is not it. And it's so funny that, like, you know that's a pretty big chunk of the budget. People don't care. Like, even casual viewers are not like, that bomb was incredible. Is that what the casual viewers sound like? I don't know. I don't pay attention to them. But I'm, I'm putting myself in that mindset. <laughs> I used to be a casual viewer. I was, I wouldn't have been like, those are some pretty cool bombs. How no. dare he make fun of my favorite part of the episode, those explosions. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, so back back to the plot of this daily challenge. Uh, <laughs> CT kills it. And as time goes on, they realize CT should be the only one to even do this challenge for them because they're all dropping detonators. So CT... Just one man does it. He gets seven out of ten detonators for his team and just puts up a hell of a performance showing why he's CT. Yeah, and I like the comment where he said, Kyle keeps telling everybody that I want to win the challenge, and to do that, I have to be on a team with CT. But CT points out, I've got to have help too. Like, you can't just suck and expect me to drag you. Kyle's letting me down this season. He's barely bringing the drama. He's not doing very well at anything. He's loud for no reason. He's so loud in his confessionals, and I'm like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> he's trying to, though. Trying to be loud. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. Um, and Emmy just yells out Uncle CT all the time. It's kind of like... You know when you give someone a nickname and then, like, other people sort of start picking up on it? Um, so it's the opposite of that. <laughs> so she's, when you give someone so a nickname and no one wants it. Yeah, she so desperately wants to push that and no one wants it. It's it's not working. But she, how is she so terrified? Like, I granted, I would be terrified on, on this, like, whole structure above the water. But she's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well. Emmy's whole stick is just being crazy. Yeah, you know when Tori fakes the facial expressions and stuff like that and, like, to pretend she's quirky and stuff like that? That's just genuinely who Emmy is as a person. I don't like either, but it's, you know, I don't like if that's genuinely you or you someone faking to be like that. But that's who they are. Um, Next up, the Ruby team goes... (laughs) Sorry, they got me. Um, The Ruby team goes and... uh, Logan kills it at first. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as CT, but he's good and on his feet. He's agile. Nelson tries. <laughs> and Nelson has some of the most creative dodges. He really goes for some of the Matrix-type moves. Uh, eventually, though, what he struggles is once he gets the detonator, 
that's the real problem because he can't handle it at the same time and dodge, and he's just dropping his detonator. He's getting knocked into the water. Not looking good. Tori, same thing happens to her. They don't come up with the idea that, hey, maybe Logan should go every time like they did with CT. No, because they all think that they can all do it themselves, and the Ruby team doesn't win for that reason. <laughs> don't they get seven detonators, though? Did I watch that correctly? No. Never mind. No. Sorry. Zoned out yeah. on that one. Tori Nelson dropped, like, I think at least four between them, so I don't I don't think that was possible. Ruby, Tori did say one time, like, I got to try to do my best for Ruby to win, but I think they were already knocked out. I don't know. Um, I will say a – no, I'm not going to say it. We're moving uh, on to the end. Oh, I'm going to say something, though, because oh. I don't want to I don't want to not say it. I don't know if you follow Alan's blog, but last week marked Nelson's 50th daily challenge win or loss. Yeah, me. 50th daily challenge loss in a row. 50 consecutive, yeah. So this is 51. This is 51. Yeah. And as I mentioned in the blog last week, uh, the mathematical chance of someone, like, if you compete in 50 straight daily challenges, your chance of winning at least one is 99.99%. So what Nelson is doing is a statistical anomaly. Like, you have to, at, at some point, you have to accidentally win it. Not a, not daily challenges, a, and you'd win one eventually. I Here's my thing with Nelson. He sucks, one. And two, I'm... Now I'm I'm glad that the Ruby team lost this week because all the time they're like, no, Big T's why we're losing. No, we keep losing because of Big T. Yeah, everything's Big T's fault. Okay, well, what is this example? And I also want to point out how much I like Nelson's customer service voice because he the way that he talks to people like on the show, you know, that's his like his normal speaking voice. And then you go to his confessionals and he's like, no, but to succeed. The Ruby team has got to work together. We don't follow instructions. It feels like a work meeting. All of Nelson's senses are like when you're writing something and your and your computer goes, "Did you mean this word? <laughs> Did you mean audacity or audacity?" It just, oh my god, he's a national treasure at this point. Like someone, he needs to stay on the show. Like once he wins a daily challenge, you kick him off. Mm-hmm. But like until then, we need to see how much he could push the barriers of math uh, and statistics because he, it, what he's doing is actually harder than winning a lot of daily challenges. At this point. So it, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, that man. The Emerald team goes. And this is tough because they have five people on their team. Um, Amanda just jumps straight into the water because she realizes, like, well, I'm going to get knocked off. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at heights. So I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to jump immediately. Uh, Nani, she, she goes across and she realizes, like, wait a minute. They're waiting for me to grab a detonator to attack me. So I'm jumping out. Emmanuel, who's very good with, you know, you, you would think he should be good with heights. He's a dancer. He's he's good on his feet. He gets knocked into the water. Casey gets knocked into the water. Devin, at one point, gets knocked into the water. Wow. <laughs> at first, I didn't realize, and this could just be because this daily started to bore me. My bad. I didn't realize that once you got knocked off, you could get back up. So when Amanda jumped, I'm like, you're not even going to try? But then I realized the strategy behind it. I'm glad there weren't confessionals saying, like, Amanda's trying to throw this daily, yada, yada, yada. 
it's smart strategy to honestly not have Amanda and Nani carry the detonators ever. I I was confused. Did they have to hold on to them? Like I would have just been like shoving it in the back of my pants or my shorts and like crawling along. They were pretty long. They were. Well, I, I don't. I'm not going to comment on how long these can go in my pants because this is a family friendly yeah. show. But it's possible. No, we're talking like, like what? Three Subway sandwiches? <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> the $5 footlongs are not even a footlong. People lie about length, Alan. Did you know that the the Subway bread isn't even bread in the UK now? Because it's filled with so much sugar. They they said legally it's not bread. Yeah. And it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, I don't don't mess with Subway. Uh, Yeah, back to the detonators. Uh, Eventually, Emerald gets the flow of things. Casey, Devin, and Emmanuel get seven out of ten detonators across. But it takes them a long time. Um, it takes them a hell of a long time. So in the end, CT and Team Sapphire get the win for this daily challenge, meaning CT and Kyle are safe, and that Logan, Emmanuel, Devin, and Nelson are on the line for elimination. Uh, one of the all-time CT performances, and I love production telling CT, hey, CT, this is your 55th career daily challenge win. So that way he can be like, I, th- I think in his convention, like, I think this is my 55th daily challenge win as if CT keeps track of stuff like that. Absolutely stupid. <laughs> like props to you, but like, mm, don't care. And also this is a little off track, but it's not. Sapphire wins, of course. Would they have even thrown CT into elimination if Emerald had won? Like, I'm not getting ahead of myself because it's not a possibility. But in my head, I was like, they talked all this talk. But even if he had lost, do they throw him in? I, they may have. Or they would have, like, thrown Logan in and Logan would have called him out or something. Zero chance. It would have been Logan or Nelson before CT even. And Kyle. It would have been been any of them except for CT. Zero chance CT goes in. And I bring that up just to say, like, yes, I know CT won, so he couldn't be thrown in. Like, so that's off the table for the rest of this podcast. But even if he'd lost, it's basically off the table. And it's so infuriating to see these confessionals early in this episode, early in the season, saying, CT's a threat. Got to get him. Got to get him. Got to get him. He didn't. It doesn't matter. You could have got him all season long or attempted to. The men are terrified of him. Again, though, it comes down to, like, the women. They have three votes, three of the five votes. And... You could add CT to your team if he wins the elimination and joins Emerald. You know why do they not throw CT in against Huey? He would have lost. <laughs> CT would have lost. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Would have been home. Who else no, would have beaten? Who else would have beaten CT? Jeremiah. Gabo. Um, Gabo. Yeah. Joe they, Allen. They would have pulled out the the Jersey short the Jersey short trivia. If Gabo was an elimination with uh, CT. So CT would have still found a way to win. But anyways, Sapphire <laughs> wins. You know, it was pretty obvious. But CT carried that team. I cracked up, though, when they got back to the house. And Kyle was like, oh, yeah, we won. Like, I single-handedly won that for the team. I'm like, you're the loser. <laughs> Kyle, you're the loser. You did nothing 
you try to worm yourself across that beam and still got nothing. I was, I got a little annoyed when Tori's like, okay, Kyle, like you haven't won anything. You've won one thing this season. Like, like stop being such a like sour winner or whatever she said. But I was like, okay, but the Emerald team all the time was like, yeah, Emerald's the best. Let him, let him tell his little jokes. Tori is one of the biggest gloaters on this show. I was like, you're, he's not being a sore winner, which, I mean, he was, but she's being an even worse sore loser. If she'd won that daily, she'd have been doing the exact same thing. I told you Ruby could do it. All big tasteful. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that daily challenge was when someone gets, uh, you know, a 4.0 GPA and their parents are like, hey, we're going to give you a pizza party. And because your brother got a 4.0, you get some pizza because you did good. That that's what Kyle got. He got someone else's pizza party. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> He's that ninth grader that gets moved up to the like varsity football team. Never plays. They win state, and he still gets the state championship ring. Never played. Did not contribute, but he was on the team, so he got the ring. Yeah, that's Canada. <laughs> when you go hunting for moose, okay. Hey, we don't hunt them. They're huge. You ride them. Whatever y'all do up there. How do you think that's we, our have, di- <laughs> we have mover. It's with it's Uber, but with a moose. That's our daily portion. Daily, <laughs> whatever. Our daily challenge portion. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about mover now and how and its intricacies. Imagine you have a low mover rating. You're, you're like, ah, oh, my my mover rating is three point two stars. What happened? I puked on someone's muse. Or like in Alberta, which is a place in Canada for everyone, um, it could be like a lot of cows. It's like, oh, I have a low mover rating. What happened? I tried to milk my driver. I was wasted. (laughs) Oh, wow. This What a challenge episode we had, guys. All right. Moving from the daily challenge portion to the politics, which isn't much. Switching into the gameplay portion, Sapphire team comes back. Devin is shuffling around trying to keep himself safe. Nelson is just, he's just existing. Like, hey, it'd be cool if you don't throw me in. Emmanuel doing a whole lot of nothing, just being like, don't throw me in because I don't want to go in. And then Logan is doing the exact same thing. Uh, The Sapphire team was just really annoyed during the deliberation because they aren't getting anything from the players saying why they shouldn't go in. Yeah, Nelson was like, the final's coming up. I'm on the red team. I'd like to run the final. And Logan was like, okay, 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 got it. But no, in deliberation, I didn't exactly know who was going to go in, but it was definitely going to be one of the rookies. They just sat there, doe-eyed, like, <laughs> I'm like not going to say anything. <laughs> it was stupid. I, I would have been pleading my case. And when Nelson was like, we're all good friends here. We're not going to throw people under the bus. Thank God Amanda was like, this is a game for a million dollars. Like, you undercut people. That's why people watch this. They don't watch this because y'all are best friends and you want to hang out after the elimination. They watch it because they want to see the competition that derived from wanting a million dollars. It's so frustrating to see these people, A, figure out the game a little bit of like, oh, we don't have to do drama. But B, be on a reality TV show and not give us drama. I'm off my soapbox. 
There's a big lack of entertainment. I was just so happy that CT was like, oh my God, say something. I'm glad he like told him to speak up. Even Emmy was like, oh, Emmanuel, say something. <laughs> I, I was so disappointed with Emmanuel because he's ridden scotch free this entire game. Um, hasn't had to really politic at all. Just keep a smile on his face and compete in the challenges. And now when his ass is on the line, he just goes with the like, you know what? I'm not going to shoot the ball. I'm just going to pass it up and uh, let's see if they forget I'm here. Well, too, Tori was like, Emmanuel's played one of the best political games of all time. I'm like, he was Casey's partner for the majority of the season. And then honestly, like, he's a skilled competitor, so he's not been called in for that reason. He's not done anything crazy like mastermind the demise of anybody. He just sits there and smiles and screws Tori. And you- Michelle. <laughs> he does he does a whole lot of nothing and like i don't know i i wanted logan to get voted in because he irritates me i just don't find him entertaining in any capacity and i really couldn't stand at one point when he was like yeah i want to win it's the only thing that makes me feel good i'm like whoa you have a lot to unpack there's a whole lot going on here where I I look at Nelson and you're like, you're not even in the top two most toxic men of these four. <laughs> Saying a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I mean, in the end, Logan is the vote because Emmy protects Emmanuel, which is really funny because she talks about her and Emmanuel being really close when Emmy has gone into so many eliminations this season. Like, all right, I'll take one for the team and Emmanuel has never had to. So on the scale of Emmy to Emmanuel, he is playing a great political game in that sense. Yeah, I forget that they're like friends. Friends. She, she says, I have to protect him. We're both from Romania. We're from the same hood. Or hood. The way that she said hood, I just, I was confused for a minute. I was like, what's a hood? I'm like, is that, is that a Romanian thing? And I was like, it's oh. It's just an Emmyism. Logan is the one that gets called down. Uh, he has to pick between opponents. And Devin pretty plainly says at one point, it's like, well, if it's going to be something super physical, I'll probably get called down if it's something that's uh, – because, you know, you can oh, rough Devin up. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I was like, wait, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if it's something metal, it'll probably be Emmanuel because he hasn't gone in. Uh, Logan gets there. He sees two rockets. We have no clue what this elimination will be really uh, – and he chooses Emmanuel because I I don't know why. I think him and Devin are kind of close, and he gave Nelson his word that he wouldn't call down a Ruby team member, but he picks Emmanuel. We don't know what the elimination was, so I, I don't – I have no read on this. I don't either, so I'm not going to act like I do because I was about to do that. I have no read. I get not picking Nelson because if you return back to that team, Nelson and Tori are good competitors. Won't lie. I would assume 10 times out of 10, his allegiance would be to the only other male rookie there, not to Devin. Because if he beats Devin in that elimination, there's still another rookie to target the next elimination. But if he takes out the other rookie, then he's for sure going into the next elimination. It didn't make sense. And honestly, I don't really care what it is. You could tell it wasn't a puzzle. There's a rocket, which is not spy themed, a rocket and two levers. Not a puzzle. I would have chose Devin. 
I think it was a missile. And I think that like the villains in like a spy movie will like Ooh. like Doctor Evil, you know? Missile. That's the spy movie I'm choosing. That's right. Yeah. Nikki's awesome. really good at the spy terminology. She's she's so good at it that I'm actually like wondering if she maybe produced this season a little bit, which I, I she doesn't want to admit because that'd be very embarrassing. Like she's I, responsible. Her Twitter is at the Nikki Sin. Uh <laughs> <laughs> This is, is this because I'm Canadian? This is the meanest thing we've probably ever said on this podcast. Like, I'm sorry, Nikki, I apologize. I, I, I apologize for saying you you produced anything of this season when it came to the spy. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki makes good content, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they were um, missiles, or missiles, excuse me. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> He calls down Emmanuel, okay? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to anybody. We, ha- we haven't seen Logan and Emmanuel talk all season, though. Like, Logan has said in, like, a few earlier episodes, as crazy as it sounds, he said, like, oh, Devin, I trust Devin, I trust Josh. Like, those are my guys. Uh, now that Josh is gone, probably Devin is his closest ally. Uh, he's been on a team with Nelson for a lot of the games, so they've interacted that way. Um, that's what it comes down to, because Emmanuel's just been with Casey and Tori and Nani and all of them, so... They probably had the least amount of connection. Uh, we're about to talk about the elimination itself right now in the elimination portion. Switching into the elimination portion, TJ gives Emmanuel <laughs> and Logan their assignments. Oh, my God. I sound like I'm into the spy thing now, too. But their elimination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have to run, jump over the missile, go over to a lever, pull that lever, then run back jump over the missile again, and then pull an additional lever. They have to get this done in 15 seconds. And they'll be repeating this process until one of them loses. <laughs> Immediately, Kyle's like, oh, my God, Logan made the worst possible pick because Emmanuel is the fastest guy in the house. Any challenger they've had a dead sprint, Emmanuel's always the first person in the pack. He has a lot of cardio. He Emmanuel says it like, I have good cardio and I'm fast, so I don't know how you're going to beat me in this. Would have been a great time to pick Devin. Just imagine Devin trying to get over that, that missile. Just like I could honestly see him losing on the first run through. Yeah. Could have lost. Nelson is very clumsy. He could have tripped. Very easily. I mean, Nelson, he, I mean, he falls all the time. He trips all the time. So wouldn't have been bad to call it Nelson. Either. He picked out the worst person in the elimination. Hell, I think you had a better chance against CT or Kyle, too. I mean, like, <laughs> wrong person, wrong time. I might you be have a better chance against TJ. <laughs> I might be an, on an island with this opinion. I really like the premise of this elimination. <laughs> Super straightforward. Speed and agility come into play. The suspense builds because you're like, who's going to slip up first? I might be alone, but I liked it. You are you are a track and cross country guy, though, so this is literally your elimination. That's true. <laughs> I still lose to probably both of them at this point in life. But no, no, no. Well, Emmanuel, yeah, I'll say you lose to Emmanuel for sure, but I, I like your chances against Logan. I don't. He's He's got some height. So, more to trip up on. I'm five foot one. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I liked the elimination. I really liked the elimination. 
I know Nikki didn't. I no, I didn't. Uh, just kept looking at my phone. I know that production realized immediately too that they were like, "Oh, wait a minute, fifteen seconds—that's too much time. Let's make it ten seconds now." So midway through the elimination, they completely change up the rules. After they're a little bit gassed, and that's when it gets a bit exciting because. If you watch the elimination itself, Emmanuel was finishing in about six seconds, seven seconds, about around, And Logan was finishing about a second or two behind him. This gave Emmanuel more of an edge as he was more rested and more capable. I don't really know how long this elimination went for. It's really tough to tell. And you could tell the crowd themselves became disengaged by the elimination. Because at first they were like, yeah, Emmanuel, yeah, Logan. And then they realized, oh, this, this elimination is going to go for a long time. And that's kind of the lure for me, too. I'm, I was envisioning myself there. Yes, I'd probably be like, holy crap. But can you imagine how, like, on edge you'd be? It's not like there's best two out of three. It's whoever slips up the first time. I, I, I liked it. I would have been like, I should have brought a book. This is, this is coming on a bit long. Yeah, it reminded me of when my uh, uncle would come to, like, my soccer practices, and he would just have one of those fold-up chairs and you have a newspaper, like that's what they needed because that elimination, it was going to go for a while. <laughs> they needed your uncle there. Yeah. <laughs> what they needed. Uh, eventually, Logan trips up in very dramatic fashion, falls right on his face. And once he realizes he's lost, he just stays on the ground basically because he, he knew it was over. Uh, Emmanuel gets the win. First elimination win of his career. Uh, pretty definitively. They gave him a game that was right up his alley, but you know, it was it's a man it's Logan's fault for calling him out. Logan loses. When Logan says this was his third elimination, I was like, wait. I had to go look up on the challenge wiki page. He beat Gabo and Corey, and I'm like, huh, forgot about that. A testament to how long this season has been. Yeah. I forgot. Logan, oh god. When Logan was like, I will be back, like he's the Terminator or something. And then TJ says, We would love to see in the future. No. Stay gone. We need you out of here. Yeah. Nope. None of that. No. Logan, uh, later, bro. I mean, <laughs> that, that's all I got to say. I, I hope to see you never, even if you pay for your appearance fees, because I know some people are saying they'll come on the challenge for free. No, we won't even accept your money, bro. We, we won't accept you paying for someone else's appearance fee uh, to come back on the show because you're a bore. You're a good competitor. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to. Act like you weren't because you've done pretty well, even with injuries on the show. But you're just boring, and you kind of got a bad vibe. You, you just make me uncomfortable when you're on TV. I When he was like, I will be back, I'm like, is that a threat? <laughs> Please don't. He's like, I'm going to cancel the show. And we're like, like be on the way. <laughs> oh, it's like when you have a family fight at Thanksgiving, and someone just makes a whole mess of everything and they leave. And then the next day they like they send you a message. Hey, I left my charger. I need to come back to pick up my charger. And you're like, please don't, please don't. You already flipped over a table. It's like, you made a mess in the bathroom. Like just, just let me drop off the charger to you. What happens in America? <laughs> Look, you, some of us come from more dysfunctional families from others. That's what I've gotten out of this reaction from you two. Well, most of my family is, uh, Oh, damn. But not to make you sad. Just like, hopefully, Logan's challenge career. Oh. Segways, people. They're important. 
That wasn't the segue I wanted to make, honestly, but it's it's the best one we had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, so. yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel uh, wins the elimination, and TJ tells him, go rejoin the group. No no option to switch. I mean, Emmanuel was going to stay with Emerald to, you know, stay with the team he's been with anyway. But TJ says, rejoin the group. Everyone is like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Does this mean we're all going to the final? What's going to happen? TJ drops the bomb. The missile. Yeah, the missile. <laughs> uh, there will be another elimination in this lair. We are going to be getting rid of one man and one woman. Two players are going to be gone before this night is over. And the players, they don't know how the hell this final elimination is going to happen. Most of them are in their street attire. So this is coming right out of left field. Can you imagine? Because I feel like... Before the last two eliminations, there are 12 people left. They still thought, oh, it's final time. They surely thought after this, it's time for the final. Like, there's there's no way in the world. And even if they weren't completely sold on that, they at least had full confidence. I'm not leaving tonight. Guess what? Two people are leaving. They The challenge, hopefully people watch this episode because I know the ratings have been a little crazy. This is enough to sell me to watch next week. This is enough to tell my friends, like, hey, you should watch the next episode. It's going to be pretty good. And it's getting down to the final. Finally. Yeah, they tease the final. I hope the first half of the episode is the elimination, and the other half is, like, the final part one. They did that kind of similarly on Rivals 1 back in the day, where they had, like, that CT, uh, Adam, Tyler elimination back in the day, and then they jumped right into the final. And that's when the challenge was, oh, my God, it was so good. If they they could get... Like 10% of that momentum back for this. We could end this season on a strong note. But what we need to talk about is how these players are going to be going into elimination. Because what would you guys like to see at this point? Because anything that happens, people are going to be mad about. I'm fully prepared to be mad. (laughs) No matter what happens. Because it's clear... On probably both sides, if it's just a house vote, who's going to go in? At least in my opinion, I think it is. Uh, Nani and Casey are not voting for one another. Okay, Amanda's not going to vote for Nani or Casey. Tori's not going to vote for Nani or Casey, does not like Amanda. And Emmy is quite literally all their lapdogs. Who does that leave in the minority... Don't love the thought of it. For the guys, I think it's there's one rookie left. Earn your stripes, buddy. We all want to make the final. But that's okay. if it's a house vote. I have no clue. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a like a mental type thing, like something that doesn't involve a lot of physical movement, since they're in like a lot of them are in their street clothes. Or are they going to like let them go change or like what? What's the deal with it? Are they all going to have to do that same elimination that the guys just did? Right. There's a there's a president of a player competing in an elimination in their street clothes with Amanda, who on Final Reckoning didn't know she was going to go into elimination, literally competed in the eliminations in her skinny jeans. Uh, that's a thing that happened. Um, it was rigged. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you competed in a rigged elimination in skinny jeans against Devin, of all people, who had an elimination rigged for him. Um, <laughs> my God. 
Oh, yeah. So there's a presence there. Uh, th- that's what I was thinking of, too, when it's like, we're going to have an elimination right here, right now. I just look at everyone in their regular clothes, and I'm like, man, imagine you wear Vans instead of your, like, oh, should I wear my Vans or should I wear my, 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 my sneakers today? And you wear your Vans, and you just feel terrible. My hope for this is, though, like, Final Reckoning production couldn't even imagine that would have happened. But production knows this is happening. I'm sure, like, after the challengers left, or agents left the house, headquarters, uh, they went through their stuff and got their attire because the, aesthetically they don't want them like and there's fancy scarf and like camo jacket it just it wouldn't do it a lot of camo tonight a lot of camo i like it yeah and uh the biggest note of this episode was amanda just looked fantastic in her confessional outfit all episode she she really i mean she was killing it in that outfit i mean yeah, that was the highlight for me personally. Love her. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit for everybody just to not get your hopes up because there's 22 episodes this season. This was episode 17. Next week, probably just the double. That'll be 18. 19 and 20, probably a two-part final. And then 21 and 22, two-part reunion. Please, Luke, please don't do this to us. We had hope. We had optimism. We had... I'm not saying we were going to go places in life, but we had we had promise. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they shortened it to 20 episodes. That would be ideal. Okay, so everyone hate on Luke in the comments. Um, drop all your least favorite thing about Luke. Uh... <laughs> I'm so random. Sorry. Sorry. I'm preparing you all. I'm preparing you all. <sighs> okay, well, write, drop in the comments your favorite thing about Luke then. Wow. Okay, so that was episode 17 of Spies, Lies, and Allies. We are Caffeine Confessionals. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ellen Geary, at the Nikki Sin, at Final Reckoning, on Instagram at Caffeine Confessionals Podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Caffeine Confessionals, CaffeineConfessionals.com. Drop a like and subscribe. Have a great day. Watch Ratatouille. Watch whatever to your heart's content. Stream Ratatouille for clear skin. Thank <laughs> you.